Hey, I'm Tommy Chong. Welcome to High on Homegrown. Yes, yes, everybody, and welcome to this week's cannabis news and events from High on Homegrown, the cannabis podcast from PersusGrowRoom.com. This week's news is from the 23rd of January. Uh, we've got some interesting news coming up this week, and we also have the announcement that we hit 100,000 downloads of the podcast. So we just want to say thank you to everybody who has taken the time to download the show and become part of the community that we now have. We've come a long way since we started 18 months ago, and I'm sure that we're just going to continue to grow and get and get more and more downloads as we progress. So I just want to say thank you to everybody who takes the time to share the show on social networks, to tell people about it, because that's what helps the podcast grow, is you guys going out there and telling more people about the show and getting them involved as well. So thank you very much for tuning in, for sharing, for bringing more people into the community and for being involved with the show altogether. It's a lot of work putting the show together every week and all the planning, all the interviews we have to organize, all the editing that has to be done all the, the artwork and screens that have to be made for the live show. It's all a lot of work. And to know that there's people out there who love the show and are happy to go out there and share it with friends, it makes a massive difference. So thank you very much. But now uh, I suppose it's time to get on with this week's cannabis news. So enjoy. We'll see you at the end of the show. Yes, yes, everybody. And welcome to High on Homegrown the cannabis podcast from persisgrowroom.com. I am Mackie from the UK, and joining us this evening, we have GB from Ireland. Dear Grish people, how are we today? And we have Marge from Canada. Yeah, how's it going, eh? Uh, Temple Grower isn't here today, but he's also from Canada. He's, uh, something popped up, so he hasn't been able to make it. But we have Monkey from the USA. You want to say hi, Monkey? Greetings from the slightly cold Southeast US. So the cannabis news and events this week. So uh, we're going to, of course, we're going to have one story that will usually be covered by TG, but we'll cover it ourselves this week. We'll just discuss it amongst ourselves. Well, of course, we have five stories from around the world, all covering cannabis in some way. But uh, who wants to go first? Might, might you want to go for yours first? Yeah, sure. Sweet. Uh, my story comes out of Connecticut. Marijuana edibles. Connecticut doctor emphasizes importance of prevention and education for kids. So this article basically comes because there were kids, I don't think it really says how old they were, but they some five students from a local school, New Haven, got sick after eating some edibles that they got their hands on. Again, they don't say how old these kids are when I remember looking at it, but they were just saying that you need to, they're looking for ways to make it more difficult for kids to access edibles Mm-hmm. that they can easily put in their mouth and they could often look like candies, gummies. Like we've all seen the, the, you know, the packages of edibles that look a lot like, you know, regular candy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they're talking about that quite a bit in this article. But the one thing I do like that they mention is talking about their, the need for parents to talk to their kids at a young age when it comes mm-hmm. to using cannabis or edibles, because I really feel like more strict, like more strict controls don't really do anything. No. Because honestly, at the end of the day, if the parent isn't responsible enough to put them out of reach of children, then it doesn't really matter how hard they are to open or whatever, because most kids can use scissors. Oh, yeah. <laughs> up if they want to, because mm-hmm. a lot of them do come in those like, you know, hard to open, sealable, like lockable Ziploc bags or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's something um, kids have been doing, doing for a long time with alcohol, you know, just open oh, up the God, bottle yeah. and pour a little bit of water in there. Don't let me sell for years. Yeah, that's why it seems disingenuous to be like, we need calls for more action on on preventing kids from accessing it. But I mean, I think one of my kids was 13 when we found the vodka bottle frozen in the freezer. Oh, my God. Yeah, (laughs) that's exactly where I was going to go with this. I mean, you're not screaming about access to alcohol, are they? No, no. So I mean, (laughs) we took it in our own hands and we put the alcohol in a place where, you know, they weren't able to access it because kids are just curious. But, Mm -hmm. you know, talking to your kids and educating them yourself instead of leaving it to uh, the media, which often prevent or presents a certain, still presents cannabis a certain way Mm -hmm. as pretty taboo, I think is always a better We'll make them, your kids more informed. I think them knowing that they can speak to you about these things is important as well. Absolutely. True. Yeah. Uh, about anything like that, because not just cannabis, you know. 
Yeah, because they're naturally curious. Obviously, kids even even if they never get themselves into like smoking cannabis or something like that before their legal age or whatever, mm-hmm. they're going to be curious, or they're going to have friends that are doing it, or whatever the case might be. And if you make it super taboo and they can't talk about it, they're just going to hide it. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, actually, sometimes the taboo makes it more attractive with the kids. Mm-hmm. Let's that, do it because uh, we're not supposed to do this. It must be good. Right. That's one of the they, theories why teen use is dropped, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Mm. Yeah, they I mean, want to rebel against something. Our approach was always to try and take the genie out of the bottle. Basically, you know, answer the questions, let them know, give them the facts. And it be, things like that became a whole lot less attractive to them. I did remember doing that with my kids for everything from firearms on down. When they had questions and curiosities, like Mackie says, answer the questions. Mm-hmm. You know, they need to feel as if they can talk to you. It's important. Yeah, yeah, because the well, alternative is that they don't. And, and then they talk to their friends. Yeah. yeah, from who knows where. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it is important to keep these things out of, out of the reach of children, but good grief. That, that's got to be the parents doing that. It is, I, it I is can't the parents. Ex- yeah, I can't expect uh, a manufacturer to, to a 100% manufacture something that no kid could ever get into. Because I hate to tell you, half the adults won't be able to get into you know it either saying? that way. That actually becomes a legit problem, too. There's lots of seniors that come into my store that can't open stuff because it's so damn difficult to get oh, into. Oh, gosh. There are some edibles on the market that I have bought that take me as an adult, even with decent fingers and, and, and dexterity, a while to get into them. They're just so sticky and, and crazy and the little pieces that you have to pull this and hold that kind of thing. No, and maybe it's there's nuts. somebody with like arthritis or something. Yeah. You're using the, your edibles for that and then you can't get into it because somebody's worried that they're going to, yeah. you know, not able yeah. to keep it in reach of their children. It's yeah. kind of ridiculous. You see, like the, the thing that pisses me about these, the, these type of articles, it hasn't stated, are these kids, because let's call it, they still call like fucking 18, 19 year olds fucking kids these days. They still call them children. And you're going, well, they're not really kids. I fucking even at 16 or 17, they're not really children. You are right, though. They don't name, they never name the age of the kids that ended up eating the edibles. They just said they go to some school, which also doesn't tell you what kind of, if it's elementary or high school or not. Well, uh, did they say, because they're talking about the education issue, did they have any ideas on how they're going to fix this? No, not no. really. They're just saying, well, what do you think, Monkey? It just basically encouraged parents to talk to your children. It didn't say anything. It's, uh, it, yeah. it almost sounds, the article almost sounds like another one of these scare tactics with weed a little bit. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I fully agree that we need to keep uh, edibles and all and all cannabis away from underage children. It, it's just the way it has to be. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it's as big of a problem as they're making it out to be. Uh, yes, one is, is enough. One is too many. But it's not a major crisis here that kids are getting hold of this stuff. It's frankly, it's too expensive to let kids get a hold of it. Heck no. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of time and effort to get those things, man. Exactly. I'd say in Canada, though, you can get some pretty cheap ounces. Yeah. You can. Well, the geez, teacher was showing the same ounces that he was getting for like fucking $60. And I can't, I would give my left it's testicle crazy, and my right testicle. I haven't seen them that cheap, but like we sell ounces in our store for $95. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that's there. Yeah, that's taxed and everything. That is, that's like, well, there's tax on top of it, but um, you're still looking at $105 for an ounce. That's like 70 fucking euro of my money, Marge, mm-hmm. you know, compared to four. But I'd say that that is a good price, man. That's a good yeah. fucking, oh, yeah. you can't complain mm-hmm. at that, you, you know? Yeah. I mean, if you're a medical user, maybe you can. It's still a bit too much, but for recreational use, an ounce of weed for like, like I mean, in the UK, that about 50, 60 pounds. That's fucking good yeah. price, man. That's fucking brilliant, man. And it's that, like that's... two pound, uh, two pound a gram. That is. Yeah. And there's so much, so much competition now too that you could, if you really wanted to, like some of the stores even price match, which is kind of crazy. So if you find it cheaper somewhere else, some stores will price match it. No way! Wow. Yeah. But this was but always going to happen. Be... Where yeah, it, for sure, man. Capitalism is out mm-hmm. there. You know, once the once it gets into the capitalist market, there. That's what's going to happen when the regulations are removed that way, you know, the right regulations are put into it and the bad regulations are taken out. This is what's going to happen because this is what weed is like actually worth. Mm-hmm. It's, it's crazy that we pay. And, and we also pay a lot of money for the risk, you know, the risk that people have to go mm-hmm. through to bring it to us when it's in these illegal countries. And that, that's, that's what, that's what's crazy when you see places where it is legalized now and they're still like 200 pound an ounce. 
you're like, what the fuck, man? There's no risk now. But there's tax instead, isn't it, I suppose? So. Yeah, it's greed. Mm-hmm. Risk got replaced with greed. That so is- I guess one last thing, which would be interesting to ask you guys, what you think about, because a lot of edibles companies, especially on the illicit market, make their packaging look a lot like candy or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, do you think that should be allowed? Or do you think... Well, I they- used, to, I used yes. to think that they, they had to, they should. Like, make sure that it doesn't appeal to kids. Shouldn't be too colourful and all this. But we mm. had this discussion before. And TG brought up a fucking awesome point. It's like, when it comes to alcohol, they don't give a fuck. They make it look no, like man. fruit drinks. And so they appeal to children with all the bright coloured fucking labels. Yeah. So why can't some of these, some of these what? wine coolers and IPA bottles and things like that, all these graphics and stuff on it is crazy. Yeah. The, My the, thing the, is, the art they put on it. I want, I love Swedish fish. If I mm-hmm. want to get fucking THC Swedish fish, I want to walk into the shop and go, yes, that is what I want, because that's your experience starts from the minute you look at the packaging. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what I want. I'm Jones and for my fucking Swedish fish. And the fact that it has mm-hmm. a big ganja leaf on it even makes it better. Yeah. I go over, I pick it up. I'm looking at it. It's bringing back the memories of when I was a fucking kid that's eating right. these fucking beautiful fucking jellies. It nope. should well, definitely be clearly labeled that there's THC or yeah. cannabis in it, but they shouldn't yeah. like make sure you know you can't just be like, no, you could that's far too colorful, you can't have that as packaging, mm. like they have them no, with the tobacco products like, in the UK. I don't like the look like packaging though, the stuff that actually looks like legitimate, let's say Skittles, and, and they right. basically change one letter on it, but it looks mm. the same. Yeah, that's yeah. confusing. I don't like that. Yeah, 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 mm-hmm. yeah that makes sense. You know, yeah. there are there are some uh, let's say Chiba Chews is an easy one for me to go ahead and bring up because, you know, that's a commercial edible that's available in a lot of different markets out there. And it looks like a piece of like almost like a Tootsie Roll looking thing packaged completely different, though. All of that stuff that we, you would never confuse that with anything else. Martin just <laughs> said here in the chat, fizzy drink bottles and alcohol bottles open the same way. No, safety. no, it's not even that, Martin, because you try opening a bottle of whiskey, just that flimsy little fucking tin foil cap that it's got on, yep. easy to open. Mm-hmm. You try opening a bottle of Coke. Sometimes that shit needs pliers. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's so easy to open a bottle yeah. of spirits, man. It's like, like so much easier than any other fucking drink. Why is mm-hmm. that? And why do they expect different but, rules for cannabis? But you see, the thing is... It's normalized alcohol, boy, because everybody drinks alcohol. Yeah, yeah. We, we have grown, we have evolved with alcohol because fuck's sake, the alcohol was cleaner than the water to fucking drink. Mm-hmm, the right. only thing, like I remember fucking sitting down underneath tables at family parties with my cousins that were the same age as me at fucking seven oh. and eight and nine <laughs> years of age, robbing a pint of fucking beer off one of the tables and sitting oh, yeah. under drinking it. Like, you know, that's what you do when you're kids. It's adventurous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't do it too often. <laughs> but it's a rite of passage, right? It is a rite of passage, and it's unfortunately the same thing is with weed. You know, it's gonna happen. You know, no matter how many fucking barriers and and everything that goes in, if if somebody wants something bad enough, they are going to get it wherever Indeed. they want to. You know, prohibition or not. <clears throat> Yeah, I would encourage parents to you know, talk to your talk to your kids about this stuff, even if you don't do it yourself. But take exactly. that genie out the bottle, man. Talk to them. And, the, and speaking about, you know, speaking about speaking to your kids about things and, you know, doing it yourself. Uh, Temple Grower bought us one about young people who use marijuana have better orgasms, sexual function. Stay steady. <laughs> <laughs> but TG is in here. So, GB, you were going to cover this one, right? Yeah, I'll, I'll run away. But it's apparently young people who smoke marijuana and drink alcohol have better orgasms and overall sexual function than their peers who abstain or use less. A study in Spain has recently concluded. First off, everybody knows your, the fucking nookie is better when you're stoned. Well, <laughs> it's just, it's, it, it's just, it accentuates all of the feelings, you know? But back to the story, because of the <laughs> existing scientific literature, the impact of drinking and drug are, um, on a sexual function is contradictory. So it finds both harms and benefits. But it basically goes in to say that out of a, a research that was done in um, June 2020 of 185 females and 89 males between 18 and 30 um, who either had regular cannabis, alcohol, use and other um, opiate substances like opiates and MDMA and stuff like that. 
So yeah, they said that the the sexual function improved in young people who are high risk cannabis users and moderate risk of alcohol use. I have always Ooh. I have always read that everywhere alcohol and cannabis will dull you down and will make you impotent. You'll be shooting blanks. <laughs> you know, <laughs> this is what I have always been told. Gee, but I also yeah. heard something about going blind that it never happened either. Uh, well, well, <laughs> I, I, I does have a thick pair of fucking goggles on my eyes. <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, so honestly, they were saying that like cannabis users are the scored higher than non-users in both overall sexual function scale and the subscales of arousal and orgasms. We are all we are all users. I'm sure we have all used. Oh yes. You know? Oh yes. <laughs> and, you know, and like it just it, it, at least this is a study in my eyes that is kind of coming out and going, yeah, we have been lying to you for so long. Stoners have been knowing this for a long time. Yeah, yeah, I know. Well, you kind of forget when you use weed every day, you know? <laughs> well, that's it. Well, they say that they say that Marizona results are consistent with previous studies that found that cannabis use enhances sex and masturbation, and it increases the ill sexual desire and leads to better orgasms, as well as those that have found cannabis consumers have more sex, God damn it, than mm. people that abstain. So a wonder flower, isn't it? That's right, it, man. Yeah, it's, it's just fucking brilliant. Yeah. It, it is. And it, it just makes you lo- more loving in general, doesn't it? Yeah, it just, I well, it does, you know. It makes, it, it makes the world a nicer place. You know? Nicer place. It, it did say that older studies and um, previous found, as I stated, that there was the old erectile dysfunction among the heavier alcohol consumers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and it obviously influenced by age and shit like that. You know? But, um, it did focus kind of more so on ones in their late twenties that were with where erectile dysfunction was more common. Didn't show this with um, cannabis users, and when it was mixed with cannabis and alcohol, as far as I know, um, it kind of went contrary to that. So I wonder, what, does it say where this study was done? What country it was done in? It was. It's it was done Spain, in Spain. Right. It was done in Spain in um, the the University of Almeria. Almeria. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think if that study would have been done in the States, they would have probably condemned uh, cannabis for being immoral and everything else. Well, it's uh, and they're not allowed to test with THC still, are they? It's still a Schedule oh, no. 1 drug, so this study yes. won't even be allowed to take place in the U- USA. Uh, it could be done maybe via questionnaire kind of way, you know, and that would be the only way you could do it, voluntary questions only. Mm. And it's probably been done something similar. Mm-hmm. Um, I will just finish, did just finish off with, so, so, with that. Um, since the increased desire and the arousal and organs of young people um, who are high risk cannabis consumers with a moderate risk of alcohol use is usually associated with the reduction in anxiety and shame, which facilitates sexual relationships. So it, mm. it shows that it, it kind of helps in all of the aspects all around, like as you said, it makes it. It's like Dutch courage, you know. Yeah, <laughs> and that's that's what it is. Dutch courage is you have a fucking point before you go in to meet somebody for a four set. It's the same thing with with smoking a spliff. Sometimes you can be a bit. Ooh, are you going to perform right? Are you going to get? Are you going to last? Are you going to fucking pop within seconds? You never know. You never know what goes through fucking man's head. Sitting down to have a split before that kind of slows the roll. You think, oh yeah, getting going here. Yeah, I don't know. Excuse my my crude language here, Marge. But there was a, a line from a two pack song where you know I'll be a ten minute brother for a two dollar hoe. So, <laughs> you know, you can always wait fifteen minutes and go again. So, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's all good. Interesting yeah, story, think- man. Sorry, I think okay. the act of I think the act of sharing sharing a joint beforehand is it kind of connects the two people, you and mm-hmm. your partner a little bit. So yeah, even just just that act right there, disregarding the THC or anything else, that act right there will probably make the whole thing more more enjoyable. Mm-hmm. And there's no there's no better way of fucking after you 
blowing your load, fucking lying back and just grabbing a spliff and having a big fucking deep drag. <laughs> oh, damn, they were good. Unless, it, unless he's one of them hash ones and you get some fucking hot rocks down your <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's not what you want to see. No. no. no well, you know, you really. know, it is just fucking... Weed is just, it is just the best medicine for mm-hmm. all. For you know? lots of different shit, man. For Even so sex. Much. Even sex. Mm. So we have uh, some news out of Chicago from Monkey this week, right? Yeah, you know, Monkey's getting back onto the synthetic stuff again, it seems like. We talked last week about Delta 8. And so this week in Chicago Sun-Times, Chicago stores exploit legal loopholes to sell THCO, a psychedelic three times stronger than weed. Now, last week, we talked a little bit about Delta-8 THC. And so we, if you take Delta-8 and push it one step chemically further, you can turn it into something called THCO. And so you take CBD, treat it with acid to get this Delta-8, and then you add a reactant, a very, very evil stuff here, and it turns it into a THCO, which is a THC acetate, THCO acetate. And because this material is is actually manufactured from CBD, which is present in hemp, and that's where it comes from, the farm bill in the United States makes this a a loophole. It's it's technically legal and illegal at the same time. That's the weird part about it here. Um, First of all, the legality part is because it's a derivative of hemp and because the farm bill said everything that's contained in hemp is now legal. So So this is like THC always made out of CBD. It is. It's a triple reaction. Like I said, you have the intermediate is Delta eight. And then from there, you can make it even stronger by going to THCO. Wow. And so what they're doing in this store now is since it is not uh, it's not illegal, they are mixing this this uh, chemical compound back with hemp flour and selling it in pre-rolls. So that's an interesting thing. And it's being sold in not in dispensaries. It's being sold in regular herb stores, Kratom stores. Oh, Kratom you know? as well. OK. Oh. Yeah, I mean, well, that's legal in the States, too. You know, you can you can basically sell that. It's not a problem. It's it's you know, where I live, at least you don't see big signs of stores uh, advertising it. But if I walk into several different places that I know that sell uh, medicinal herbs, I could find it pretty easily. Mm-hmm. But these places in Chicago, they're not dispensaries and they wanted to cash in on the market. So they're now uh, stocking THCO pre-rolls made from hemp and this compound. It's very interesting because, like I said, it, it exists in a technical legal loophole. Now, this stuff is it's it's similar to THC uh, as we know it, THCA. However, it, it has a slower onset. So uh, this stuff is typically smoked. It can be ingested via edibles, but it has a 30 minute to two hour onset time. If they compare it to uh, edibles in a lot of ways, they say. After you ingest it, your body has to metabolize it through the liver. So you can expect the onset to be like pretty much like a regular edibles in weed would be maybe slightly shorter, they say. But the onset is supposed to be uh, super intense and somewhat trippy and psychedelic and uh, three times longer uh, effect with the same duration. So they go on about this fucking super skunk and shit. That's what this is. No, but the problem with this stuff is, though, now the process of doing this, I, I had to research how do you make THCO, you know, because I had to know this kind of stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, it's, it's, it's uh, after you get your Delta 9, it's thrown into an organic solvent called acetate anhydride. And this actually converts these molecules into the THCA molecule. I mean, the THCO molecule, not the A molecule. That the problem with this material, even though it is technically legal to do this in the United States, this, this uh, reagent here, the, the acetic anhydride is a controlled chemical. It's not illegal, but the uh, CDC actually has it considered it to be a uh, chemical how does it, it's a bridge chemical, basically that you can convert bad things. You make bad things with it. So right now, certain companies are making this THCO, but the CDC has the ability to shut them off by, by limiting this chemical ability. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of crazy. Uh, there's 41 chemicals on, on this list, and this is one of them. And the reason for it is it can be used as a bio agent. Hmm. 
Now, when you're talking in the United States about these, these uh, interesting chemicals like Delta-8 and THCO, you have to remember that these are not regulated in any way, which basically means if you take it upon yourself to go in there and buy the stuff, you have no way of knowing what's in it. It, could be, it can be pure, it can be tainted, it can be anything. And right now, the labs that are testing Delta-9 in these vape pens around are finding high levels of residual solvents and even heavy metals into some of these Delta-8 pens. So this material that's out there and not being tested because it's not weed and it doesn't have to go through any of the testing that weed does might not be too safe. Mm -hmm. They say in the article here that it's uh, dangerous to make. Oh, highly dangerous because this, this uh, anhydride material is, uh, is, is both corrosive and flammable at the same time. So it is highly uh, going to be irritant if you get it on you, and it also can, can be explosively flammable. Fuck that. Yeah, <laughs> but it's just, a, you know, it's a way, like anything else, it's, they, it's been compared a little bit to the, the uh, issue that had with spice when it first came out, the K2 mm -hmm. and all that stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, it's basically chemistry that gets around the law. And in areas that can't have the, the real deal, like uh, I think Marge was talking about some, some people she met uh, in this, the uh, Gangier class from Texas were talking about Delta-8. Mm -hmm. That's because you're not allowed Delta-9 down there. And because you're not allowed Delta-9, now these places are going into things like Delta-8, THCO, and maybe next week I might even talk about a different one that's coming up now called THCP. God Crazy damn. stuff out there. Yeah, they, these molecules are coming out faster and faster. The way out of this, in my opinion, would be to legalize weed and let's just do the real deal and get rid of this junk. It's just crazy, isn't it? Um, all, these, all this time they've tried to stop us from getting hold of cannabis and we can get hold of it anyway. Anybody can, no problem. But as a result, there's just shitloads of spin-offs being created that are far more dangerous yeah. to, to well, use and to make than cannabis itself, man. Well, I'm going to ask you a rhetorical question because I'm, uh, I want you to answer it, but I already know the answer. What is your favorite experience about cannabis, Mackie? Uh, I'm not growing it, really. Yeah. No, the flavor, <laughs> right? That's what I thought you were saying right away. The flavor, oh, yeah, yeah, the taste. Yeah. The, mm -hmm. Well, the thing about this, this uh, THCO, when you, when you take the CBD and you, you do all these different chemical extractions to it, you strip every flavonoid and every terpene out of it. Only mm -hmm. you're getting oh. is a chemical. So, I mean, you just, all, all the fun, all the good stuff from the cannabis, the stuff that we actually enjoy, it's gone. That's, that's what makes the fucking cannabis. That's what makes the flower the flower. I agree. But mm -hmm. <laughs> you yeah, see, oh, I think only, only your, uh, your connoisseurs of cannabis probably will understand that. You know, most people who just smoke it occasionally probably don't understand that we're, uh, we're enjoying the flavor of it, we, the different strains and things like that. Mm -hmm. But I was shocked to find out that they're selling this stuff. It's strictly a stopgap because there's no flavor. The only experience here is to get high. It's not to enjoy anything, but just to get high. Bastards, man. It's just I, I, <laughs> People look at you so funny when you'd be going like, fucking smell that. Does it smell like wet dog or fucking smells like fucking <laughs> like dog shit, man? <laughs> it smells <laughs> like runners, you know, like fucking year old fucking stinky trainers. Isn't that dead? That, that's just savage read. And they're looking at you going, what are you fucking do? Let me fucking try some of that. If it's fucking, if you had like that, like, what mm -hmm. fucking drugs are you on? Like, yeah, I remember TH, I remember TG's uh, skunk diary he was doing with that with, with the with the lights. And one of his comments was "smells like sweet baby diarrhea," and only a real <laughs> hot smoker could understand what he's talking yeah. about there. Yeah, <laughs> most people would run from that smell, but we're going like, hmm, really? Mm. It's what shit, man. That's what it's all about. Yeah, it is. But I mean, we're finding out all this ways to make these chemicals and not even have the experience just to get high. We're not going to enjoy it anymore. It would be the difference of, of like, a, you know, a fine, a fine wine versus a, a shot of Everclear. It's like, yeah, they're mm -hmm. both get you drunk, but you can enjoy one way more than the other. Right. Now, is there anything that your stream's going to get shut down for? It's when people start going, mmm, baby diarrhea. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet baby diarrhea. Mm. Careful out there in chat, everybody. <laughs> no. well, do, do you remember the, the spice epidemic mm -hmm. and things? Like, I don't know, man. I, like, I, I sold spice, you know? 
mm. in in a in a legal shop. Let's well, it is legal think. shit. It so was legal. It was legal at the time. Yeah. Yes, and I have never ever seen anybody fucking react the way you've seen people on the rate on the the news and things where they were yeah, smoking people with spice and they were literally falling in the street and like fucking zombies yeah like That's, they had stroke and shit it's like yeah bad i have shit, never man. a man i have fucking said i have smoked uh, because i wouldn't sell something that i hadn't tried you know myself just mm-hmm. out of my own ethics you know but um like i have never ever seen any of that fucking thing That's so somebody who was off their head on fucking heroin or crystal meth or some mm-hmm. mad shit and just happened to have a little bag of fucking spice in their pocket, you know, or, or a, a spliff of it. And that's, they, they tear everybody with the same brush. They tear the product with the same brush then. Like, Shit's you know? terrible, man. You, you oh, it is bad for you. Videos. Don't get me wrong. You, you watch YouTube videos of people taking spice and you'd be shocked that that's anything to do with cannabis. It's completely different. I've never even tried it, man. I wouldn't do that shit. But, but you see, this is the thing. It's not. It doesn't yeah, like completely I, synthetic, I, isn't it? It is completely synthetic, yeah. but I've tried it and it's, it gives you the same effects. I've never, this is what I was saying. Like, I've never seen anybody that goes into like a fucking complete zombie. I, I have one of my friends have took you? some before. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's a personal story, so I can't really tell it too much because mm-hmm. you know, people might expose who the fuck I am and shit. But one of my friends who was an everyday smoker took a few drags of some of this shit because we ran out of weed. And he had a very bad time, man. He was going to go to hospital and shit. Yeah. It's like, nah, man, just don't fuck with anything synthetic. But you see, that's the thing. It's something different. That could be a one in a billion or one in a million. Nah, it's not likely. It's not likely. Oh, I don't know. Well, no, don't we'll get me wrong. Stick it's to your greens, cool. man. Stick to your greens. Yeah, with the THCO, I'd say stick to your greens with this one. Stay to the real deal and stay away from mm. this THCO mm-hmm. stuff, mm-hmm. man. The real illegal shit is far safer. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, I don't, I, I don't think anybody's ever that I know of died from THC, regular THC before. You know, you'll pass out before it kills you. Mm. Yeah. Dodgy shit. Yep. I mean, what else do we have here? What else do we? I mean, GB, you want to go into your story here? Oh, we'll, yeah, yeah. We'll jump over into down to County Clare. Um, we had a Sinn Fein TD. Um, where is her name? Um, Violet Ann Wynn. Well, her husband, John, was um, charged with alleged illegal possession of cannabis back in February oh, 2011. Oh, my God. At his family alleged. home. Yeah, Mister. Um, Ma- I think it's I think it's pronounced Montanane. I could be wrong, so we'll just call him John. John consists of charges um, <laughs> from, and his partner, Deputy Deputy Wynne, has previously spoken publicly about how he uses cannabis medicinally to manage his fucking epilepsy. You know, speaking um, after the initial court hearing in December, Deputy Wynne said that in March, her partner would be six years seizure free thanks to cannabis. That's fucking six incredible. Years. Yeah. Mm. You know, um, she went on to say how it has improved his quality of life 100 percent without a doubt. Um, she says that there was always um, there has always been some kind of issue, says John, having a number of fits within a month or losing teeth or suffering severe migraines, you know, mm. but since John has started using medicinal cannabis, his, his quality of life has changed drastically. And um, she added that um, it has also freed up herself because she was, John was on disability allowance and she was his full-time carer. Mm. But since he started being able to use medicinal cannabis, well, he doesn't suffer from the, the, uh, seizures and that anymore so she no longer needs to be his carer and therefore she was able to run and and become a td in in the government for the government like mm-hmm. yeah. um last year um ryan gorman oh sorry um she the medical cannabis is legal apparently apparently we say in ireland um yeah. last year ryan gorman um a 26-year-old man from Dublin who also suffers from epilepsy became the first patient to receive cannabis-based um, medicine through the Medical Cannabis Access Program. That is Ryan's right. Hashtag Ryan's right. Um, 
we've spoken to Pamela on a number of occasions, and that's his mum. Uh, she's one of the, the leaders for the patients for safe access. All right. Um, she does a lot of, uh, she works closely with Martin. Of course, I don't think we've spoken to, spoken to her before, right? We haven't spoken to her before. Oh, I've spoken to her a few times. Sorry. <laughs> um, I know she was actually, she is meant to come on and do, um, do an interview, but I know she had a, uh, there was something busy before Christmas, so mm. I must actually touch base with her. But back back to it, um, Ryan. I don't actually, yes, and um, despite legalisation being signed off in 2019 by our health minister Stephen Donnelly, who did once fucking say that he said before he was elected, seeing no problem if a consent an adult wanted to use cannabis. No, he seen no problem with it at all. Um, and he, he was in favour of, of legalisation before he came into government. And then but, he changed um, his mind, right? Oh, he changed it when he joined into Fianna Fáil then. Oh, and they, they, he, he goes by the party whip now and does what they say. So cannabis before cannabis-based medicines are expected to be available through the MACP or the Medical Access Programme um, if they qualify from one of the three conditions which is intractable nausea and vomiting associated with chemotherapy severe treatment resistant epilepsy and specificity associated with multiple sclerosis so with that severe treatment uh resistant epilepsy that means they've tried everything and nothing's working so let's give them weed now now this is what i will go in to say that deputy win forder did say i found in another um article that since her say they had used everything they had gone to neurologists for the last several years trying to figure out medications suitable for john and for his makeup um there was individuals uh, individual differences and the medicine may have worked for the majority of people but they were causing problems for him um, he doesn't have any medicinal or medical experience um with cannabis through any physicians or anything this has all just been through his own um self-medication you know um, he had problems where he was getting build up of fluid on his organs and so he had to go into diuretics to release all the fluid this is from medication that he was provided he also had um his medication was also inhibiting his cognitive abilities his mental health was being affected you know, it was fucking, it was making them depressed and everything. So this, it's a different kettle of fish altogether when they're going down. So they've tried all these different things. Cannabis works for them. But yeah, if he was to go and try to get onto the cannabis access program, it would probably still take him years to get there. And then when he does get there, it is going to cost him fucking thousands. And then when they do give him the stuff, it may not be the mate right strain that works for him. Mm-hmm. We know this from looking at Alicia Mar. You know, she, she is on the program now. She she could get access to it, but she only has access to medicine that does not work for her. So she's, mm-hmm. had to, she's back in Alicante again because she can't get fucking the right medicine for herself. Yeah. Although it's, although it is, in bunny quotes, legal. You know? It's an absolute so, Billy here, Billy Bonds says in the chat, they rather do brain operations on children than give them cannabis for epilepsy. Like for they, real, man. And we, mm-hmm. the interview that we had this week, uh, from Alison Littlefair, they rather the, give. Oh, sorry, Maggie. I just she was said the same thing. You know, they'd rather just take uh, chunks out of kids' mm-hmm. brains and instead of giving them cannabis for for mm-hmm. medicine for epilepsy, so it's an absolute so crazy. Joke. It's it's the same thing that when you look at they they give fucking kids essentially speed riddling and things like that is essentially fucking methamphetamines. Mm-hmm. You know, how mm-hmm. can you give this stuff to children and turn around and say, no, hang on. Cannabis is bad for you. Now, wait a you minute. <clears throat> that, that riddling, it, it, it works different when you are. Know. 80. Yeah, it works. In, uh, it works in reverse, actually. I, I do understand how how it works and how it is okay. still. It'll have fucking some of it will have adverse side effects. Maybe yeah. not for everybody. But for some, it will yeah. have, and they'll have to go on to something else then to help counteract that. And then there'll be something else then that they'll have to go on to another medication to counteract that. And you see fucking kids are taking upwards of 15 or 20 fucking tablets a day. That's when... a bit much. Oh, well, in some cases. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, I'm not saying in all, you know, but yeah. in some cases, there is an awful lot. Like, I was only watching a thing there about uh, 
it was Louis Tarot on with prescribed medicines for kids. Mm-hmm. And it was got mm-hmm. and there was some of these kids were on serious, serious amounts yeah, of fucking crazy. medication. You know, you're looking going, oh my dear lord, Damn my shame. fucking granny didn't have to take that much medication, and there was everything wrong with her, you know. I was speaking, we spoke to so many mothers who have got children who have epilepsy and other issues who you know, they were taking so many pills like the kids are zombied all day that you don't have any kind of communication with them. You know, all because they're on these drugs, man, these pharmaceutical medications. And then they, when they come off them and go on to cannabis, their, their whole life turns around and they can actually start communicating with the kid and having a relationship with them and all this shit, man. It's just shocking that this shit isn't allowed and they'd rather just throw poisons down kids next to see if it fucking works rather than giving cannabis when they know that it does work. It's, it's fucking Ignorance. It's criminal, man. It's criminal. Mm. Mm. But this is the game we're stuck in right now. It this is. The way so, it is, but hopefully, hopefully this might bring more light because we have always said it. It is only when it is somebody who is in power when it affects them. Mm-hmm. So now we have, now I know she is not, her party is in the opposition, but they are still, it is still going to bring so much needed light to the topic. Mm-hmm. Uh, if we can get more voices of the people who it helps, even if it's still like self-medicating, like a lot of us, like I self-medicate, monkey, I think you self-medicate as well with oh, pain. Yes. You know, oh, yeah. uh, half of the people in Percy's, Mm-hmm. They all mm-hmm. self-medicate and they all grow their own medicine because they know it's good, clean medicine. Yeah. You know, and it works and it fucking works. Exactly. You know? So over to the UK, we have some news out of the UK here. And we've heard stories like this before uh, about people coming over from different countries to move to the UK. And then they are forced to grow cannabis for some kind of gang. There's something, again, which wouldn't be going on if it was legal in our country, if it was properly regulated. So a man who paid 25K to get into the UK ended up working as gardener on cannabis farm. So, uh, <laughs> and again, this guy is from Albania, and there seems to be a lot of Albanian people in the UK mm. growing cannabis right now. It used to be Vietnamese, and, you know, he just seems to be passed around. Right now, is uh, a lot of Albanian gangs apparently growing cannabis in the UK. Well, which is fucking somebody's got to grow it, right? If you want to do something yeah. about it, <laughs> fucking regulate it and make it a proper, proper job, isn't it? This is what mm. frustrates me. But anyway, uh, Albanian Jassar Kapal wanted to find legitimate work and send money home, which is a lot, a lot of people out of Eastern Europe and different countries. They come to the UK mm-hmm. because they earn a lot of money here and they can send it back home to support their families on like a hundred pound a month. A small amount of money will go a very far mm-hmm. way in some of these yeah, countries. Yeah. Uh, an Albanian man who paid £25,000 £25, to come to the UK was coerced into working for a drug gang. It's like, where you get twenty five grand from then? That's a lot of money. Mm. You know, yeah. So you paid that, then came in on twenty five k. Like, that's a that's that sounds a bit fishy. Who you know. fucking pays twenty five grand mm. from Albania, you know? Yeah, it's a lot of money. It's even more in Albania. It's a lot of money. (laughs) And you come to the UK as well. I mean, unless he's like a qualified doctor and shit, which then he wouldn't need to come here illegally. So you assume he's going to come here and get a a, a menial job, you know, like a a, a cleaner or something like that. That isn't going to pay a lot of money. Oh, about 14 or 15 grand a year, probably. Yeah, yeah, maximum, mate. (laughs) And, and, you know, that's going to take a long time to pay back 25 grand or to make back 25 grand. Something just doesn't add up right here. You know, you know what I mean? I may, unless, unless it was a typo somewhere and it was 2,500. That would be more believable mm-hmm. to just get smuggled mm-hmm. in from Albania, to be fair. You know? Yeah. It says in this article, Jessa Capelli. I don't know Jessa Capelli. Anybody want to have a shot at pronouncing that? Mike, yeah, you, you might be able to do this properly. You're a professional. <laughs> no. I can't I can't read it on the screen. It's too small. Okay. Uh, I'm clicking into <laughs> it here now. I had the article open and I just closed it. But. Yeah, so Jesse Capel moved to the UK to find legitimate employment, but effectively worked as a gardener on a cannabis farm, which covered several rooms of a Blackpool house. Preston Crown Court heard that Capelli or Capel, whatever his I'd name say Capel. is. I'd okay. say Capel. I'd say Capel. Yeah, sure, Capel. Okay. Now, yeah, sure. Yeah, nice there with the pronunciation of the J properly, properly mm. there, GP. Nice. Uh, no, I've no fixed address. 
paid yeah. up to 25000 to be smuggled into the country in the hope of finding work and sending money home for his ill sister. Okay, prosecuting Dave Clark said the police attended a house on St. Anne's Road in Blackpool in August last year. Mr. Clark said they had reports of cannabis being grown at that address. Yeah, so then the police have gone there and looked for the windows and shit and they could see lighting and tents and obviously broke in as they do, kicking off people's doors and shit and found this guy in there. So they arrested him and he's been cooperative with police and told them exactly what the fuck is going on. Uh, he's been pretty much kidnapped and held hostage by a drugs gang so that he can be growing all the cannabis for them, which they estimate to be worth at 68500 as well. Yeah, and do you know what? Like 25 grand, man. I'm sorry, I'm just looking at this here. The average wage in Albania is 64,000 ALS, whatever the Albanian money. Right. Um, Albanian lek, that's the equivalent of the 525 euros. For, a for what? A month? For a month wages. So, like, how fucking lot? 25 grand will go way more to your sister's care than paying some smuggler to smuggle you to the UK. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Does it sound right? Thinking, yeah, yeah we, no. we, should, we should be like lawyers and shit, man. We're good at this. It's a good cover story. It's like at the end, of, you know, you're over here to grow weed because you're probably getting paid 25 grand a crop. You know? Yeah, yeah. But, you know, it's, it happens to so many people, man. And as I said, it was, it was happening to the Vietnamese people before it was uh, the Albanian people. And I'm surprised that they say that he's paid money. Maybe by him saying that he's paid money, we will get him out of less trouble. But he's probably been bought here for free specifically to do this. A lot of people have bought here specifically, like, oh, we'll find you work. And then they stick him in the grow house and say tough shit. And they lock him in and they don't give him anything. And they just leave him locked there to grow the fucking plants and check on him every few days. So it happens a lot, man. But again, this shit back could be stopped if we move towards proper regulated market, isn't it? And you know, like it is fucking absolutely shitty because that's what you're hundred percent right. Like I know, I know we're making flipping things about if he was over on his own fucking fruition or not, but like if he wasn't and if he was there as a thing like many of them are, it's fucking horrendous. <laughs> you know, uh, horrendous. Like. And even if he did come over here and he knew what the fuck he was going to do, it's like, that's there's still nothing wrong with that, man. It's not his fault that he has to come over to a legitimate market. The people mm. who are at fault are the people who fucking kidnapped the guy and, you know, held him hostage in a fucking house. That's the worst thing. If he knows mm. what he's doing and he's going to get a paid a wage for it and it's all going to be fair and legit and above board, even though it's illegal. It's like, what the, somebody has to do this shit in the UK. People need their medicine, man. And not everybody can be a home grower. Not not many people have got the resources to set up something like that, man. It could it could even be a debt that's owed from back home. Maybe. Not even by him, could be by somebody else. And well, somebody has to pay for into the fucking shack you go and you stay there till it's paid off. You could be there for fucking years until they're found. Yeah, like the old indentured servant program. Yeah, that's uh, it's fucking shit, is, and that's very prevalent with the mafia and the things like that. Mm-hmm. Modern slavery, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So then with forum news, uh, is, is there any forum news? There's not much going on with the forum news release, though. I'd like it to do layout of the forum. You moved it around a bit more, I've seen. Which, what, what new layout? Did you not move the forum around? Well, he's boxes just, and he stuff. moved some menus around, like on the re- on the recent pages and unread post pages. Yeah, um, the front page it looks slightly different. All right, yeah, like, yeah, like yeah. different fonts and stuff in there now. Yeah, no. that. Change no fonts. No, looks no. different. A while, but I moved the menu up uh, and took the notification box, but that was a couple of weeks ago. Great. But I'll put a new menu in there. Maybe that's what you're talking about. Just on the forum page, though, because on mobile, then you can see where you've got notifications and stuff at the top. Ah, that could be. You see, it to be on mobile an awful lot. Yeah, so maybe you've noticed a difference on mobile. Yeah. It's just a new menu on the forum page, really. It's looking nice. It's. I'm just trying to always make it easier to use. But what else is there? Yeah, we hit 100,000 downloads. I don't think Ooh, we've reported that yet on one of the main shows. That was good. Yeah, man, 100,000 downloads on the podcast now, which is still not enough, everybody. Get out there, download more shit. What's wrong with y'all? <laughs> it is a good milestone. Yeah, man, no, for, for sure, man. It's, it's a lot of downloads. Especially for, we are we are essentially still a young podcast. Oh, yeah, we are unsigned. 
you know yeah. <laughs> like an unsigned <laughs> band you know we, we haven't had that big record deal come landing but yeah man it, we've come a long way in the it, like it's been 18 months or something I don't yeah know. it's been a yeah. while it's been a while a lot of episodes gone out a lot of crazy interviews that we've had man brought a lot of people along the way it's fucking cool a lot of crazy talk we see a lot of these people here in the chat now we've seen them every week in this chat on sundays i i talk to more to some of the people on this panel and some of the people in the chat in the chat than i do to my own family same for sure man no no doubt it is because these people like weed so (laughs) people don't understand that like it's they don't understand the way the community is so close because we've always had each other's back yeah and that's matter. it um, everybody else has always looked down upon us yeah. because of, of what we like but at Persis and high and homegrown here we're, we're all we're all weed lovers man and nobody looks down on each other because we love weed we're all equally degenerate yeah <laughs> <laughs> we're all degenerates of society to a lot of people you know because of the stigma that we carry and all that shit mm-hmm. so when you find community like this it's priceless you know it's, it's good shit and everybody seems to enjoy it over at Percy's and they all love the podcast and shit so that's all good man so thank you very much everybody who's part of the community that that makes it what it is the whole community the podcast because all we are really is a few guys and a shitload of listeners we don't do anything special hang out talk about weed mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's community driven that's good man let's keep it that way that's very cool so that's about it for the cannabis news section I think right Should we good that's all I got yeah thanks for listening to this week's cannabis news everybody again thank you very much for being involved with the show and getting us to 100,000 downloads we wouldn't be here without you guys supporting the show the way you do just by sharing the show on social media leaving reviews all all of this kind of stuff helps the show grow and we massively appreciate all the work that you put in to make the show grow the way it does so thank you very much for all of that if you're not already a member of percysgrowroom.com it would be great if you could sign up over there and say hello to us so just head over to percysgrowroom.com sign up and it's all free all very easy to do just go ahead and do that and come and join us over at the community it would also be cool if you became a patron of the show you can just head over to patreon.com slash and you'll find us there and you can become a patron for a little as 420 a month uh, this week's interview is going to be with Alison Littlefair, who is the author of a book called Water the Wizard and the Magical Seed, which is a book about the medical use of cannabis for children to try and help break the stigma that the plant has. It's a, it's a great book, and we're also going to have a competition coming up very soon where you can win a signed copy of this book. So make sure you head over to percysquareroom.com and keep an eye out for the updates that are coming regarding that competition. Again, thank you for the work that you've done to help the show grow the way it has, you know, downloading it, sharing it, offering us news stories or questions that you want us to cover. All of this stuff, all the interaction with the show just helps us make the show grow massively. So thank you very much for everything you've done. And we'll catch you on Wednesday for this week's interview with Alison Littlefair. Thank you again for everything you do. We'll see you on Wednesday. <laughs>